Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Ficata from DailyRoto.com. You can also hear this podcast on the Fantasy Sports Network, which gets 24 hours a day, seven days a week of fantasy sports coverage. And they're amping things up, adding programming all the time. If you've never checked it out, you check your killer cable, your local TV provider, Xbox, Roku. It's all over the place. And if you can't get it there, you go to FantasySportsNetwork.com. we got a special show lined up for people. Unfortunately, if you came to get a breakdown of Thursday's games, you're going to have to go to DailyRoto.com. And if you don't get the premium subscription, go there. There's plenty of free information on the site and the forums. There's a lot of great information. And get your information there because tonight's a special program. We got a special guest that you heard last time he pocketed $40,000 in the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship uh, he's had a little more success. Not $40,000 worth of success, but still very su- successful. Thad Houston, Rad Thad, as you know, from rotogrinders.com. Rad Thad, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great, Tony. Always glad to, to be here as as per usual. Thanks for having me. Now, it's interesting. Uh, last time we spoke, you won the $40,000 first prize in the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship. So I'm going to work my way up to the uh, whole process. When we first started the Major League Baseball season, did you try to play a fantasy basketball for a while and baseball at the same time? And then have you been playing fantasy basketball during the playoffs? Well, you know, I, I tried to do both. Um, I, 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 my goal was to play uh, basketball throughout the regular season, and I usually don't play during the playoffs. I usually turn into 100% fan mode during that time. That way I can just kind of really enjoy the games, and usually baseball is busy enough to kind of keep me uh, occupied. And this year was the first year that I actually played during the NBA playoffs. I did the first round, uh, and which was uh, which it actually ended up uh, – Pretty well. I ended up doing pretty well, but I decided after that 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 was just enough. You know, it's a little too complicated, um, and I still just enjoy being a fan, not really having any sort of vested interest uh, in, in watching the games for NBA. You know, it's crazy if you do it just like uh, I do. Is that basically I just go hardcore fantasy uh, throughout the season, and a lot of times I don't even know what place a lot of the teams are in. And then once the playoffs come, I, I really can root for teams. And I enjoyed watching the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, playing these games. I did not participate in any of the uh, daily fantasy basketball once baseball started. And I remember I was at a meeting with our program director at Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Matt Deutsch. And he wanted us to cover the first two rounds of the uh, basketball playoffs. And I, at first I said, you know what, nobody plays. I said the problem is is that once the regular season 
goes. Drew and Mike don't even offer content during the playoffs uh, from the premium. And then he called me up two weeks later. He says, you know what, Tony, you're 100% right. He said, the problem is you guys can't do two things at once. You go so crazy into whatever sport that you're at that you don't have time for another one. Yeah, and this year for me it, it was even more complicated because, you know, especially during that first week of the NBA playoffs, you also had uh, hockey playoffs going on at the same time, and I think there were a couple of golf matchups going on as well. Um, and uh, this was my first year really getting into NHL daily fantasy. So I had so many things on my plate that, you know, I, I, I get easily distracted. So I wanted to just kind of focus stay as focused as I could and then at least be able to kind of get away from daily fantasy but still stay in the sports realm and enjoy some basketball. So focused on my uh, my MLB, trying to hone on my MLB skills, and uh turned out to be, so far it's turned out to be a, a pretty wise decision. <laughs> We're speaking to that rat, right? Houston of com. And, of course, I, you know, this is the part of the show where I should ask how's baseball been going, but I'm not going to even ask because I already know. Last <laughs> week he, he takes down the qualifier for the Fantasy Aces uh, live event final at the Big A in Anaheim, California. It'll be $250,000 on the line, a $100,000 first prize. He already qualified for the basketball championship. He's blend to the Playboy Mansion. Now he's going back to the baseball. So there are a million people out there listening to this podcast. And Well, I say a million. I could be exaggerating, but I'm hoping someday it'll be a million. You never know. you got to set your goals high to achieve them, right? That's right. That's right. You gotta set, gotta keep raising the bar, man. You gotta keep raising the bar. That's it. We're going for a million. So, you look at it and you say, "Hey, how does this guy have success at these live event finals?" I myself don't even play in a lot of the uh, uh, opportunities to go to these live finals, and it's a great opportunity. I just feel like there's a lot of people in the industry now chasing them, becoming unsuccessful, and becoming unprofitable uh, because of their lack of success, just trying to qualify. But now you've done at least three, and maybe I missed one. Well, you know, I think for me the thing is uh, being patient, kind of uh, being uh, able to kind of pick and choose the spots that are best for you. You know, I think with regards to the Fantasy Aces, this is a situation where and it still is where you know there's a lot of overlay uh during the cha- in the in the qualifiers um and for those out there wondering what overlay is basically um when the games are getting close to getting started there are a lot of spots that were still available that weren't filled up um during the week they offer a lot of opportunities to get tickets for the qualifiers so that you don't have to spend the 109 bucks out of your pocket cuz I'm cheap Win or lose, it doesn't matter how much I I win or lose, I'm still cheap. So I'm a sucker for a cheap ticket. Um, So I I got uh, as many tickets as I possibly can during the week Um, and just kind of throw those in there. And and it's best for me to kind of try to qualify early in the season because once people get wind of, you know, the opportunity uh, to to get a spot, those uh, those tickets fill up – caught up very quickly and the overlay dries up really fast so uh, I was fortunate enough to you know qualify early and now I can kind of uh, sit back and kind of focus on honing my skills for the 
for the, the live event, which is what I did for basketball, and that turned out well. So hopefully I'll have uh, similar results this time in baseball. You know, it's amazing to me, and you're in a similar situation to me. Uh, we do this for uh, – we we try to make a living. We try to do the best we can, and we try to absolutely take care of the people and make sure the people have the best information possible uh, so they can play in the sport that we love, and we try to make it grow as a community. So I think I pretty much know what's going on a lot of times in this community, and I've been pretty much on the money a lot of times. But I am shocked, 100% shocked, that there is overlay in the Fantasy Aces basket, Baseball Championship with only 300 entries, all the qualifiers they have through the weeks for people to get in, and a chance at $100,000 playing on 300 people a week. I cannot believe that people are not over there playing. And to back up that, I never would have thought the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship each week would sell out by noon on Friday, and it's sort of vice versa for me. What do you attribute that the people are not going over? Is it just because baseball, we have DraftKings having uh, a couple championships and live events. We've got golf going on. We've got basketball. FanDuel has expanded their live events this year. Do you think that maybe there's too many live events? Because I have no idea why this thing doesn't sell out every week. I think it's because they're so many things going on right now um, that it, it's it's hard to kind of pick and choose. I think, uh, especially when it comes to develop, uh, comes to choosing a new site, baseball is such a, it's it's such a complicated sport in terms of, you know, the numbers and sabermetrics and everything that people are a little slower uh, than, say, maybe for football where, you know, baseball you have such a long time, you know, in terms of the season where they don't feel the need to really do that as quickly. Um, I think, like I said before, that, you know, this is an opportunity that once once it dries up, it's going to be gone. You know, people are going to realize the uh, that they had it, you know, as good as they did in the beginning of the season. And, uh, you know, the, the overlay is not going to last for long. You know, people are going to realize uh, that, you know, this is an awesome opportunity to, to go out uh, in terms of a live final and, and this year it's going to be held in the A Stadium in Southern California. And, you know, you actually, in addition to upping the the top prize to $100,000, you get batting practice, uh, home run derby on the field. And that is an incredible experience, you know. It's something that the other sites don't offer. And I think once people really kind of get wind of that, that uh, you know, the opportunities that I had during the beginning of the season are not going to be there as time goes on. So. It's Tony Cicada, and of course, Rad Thad Houston, RotoGrinders.com. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Rad Thad. Stay tuned for more Daily Roto. Welcome back to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Cicada and Rat Dad Houston breaking down his successes in acquiring trips to live sport events, live daily fantasy events, of course, participating in the Fantasy Aces $250,000 championship, uh, which will be in August. So it's interesting. When you look at two-pitcher sites such as Fantasy Aces and you qualify there, I've found throughout the industry, like today's a perfect example, 
Uh, tonight, I, I used Francisco Liriano and Matt Harvey, two out of the three most expensive pitchers on the board. It seems to me, no matter where you play, that there's enough soft hitters when you play baseball that you can load up on these pitchers. And it hasn't been that great throughout the early part of the year. As Corey Kluber before tonight, of course, had some rough starts. We've seen uh, Clayton Kershaw has some rough starts. So it's nothing but automatic, but it seems like to me that's the way to go in baseball. How do you go when you construct a lineup? Uh, well, you know, it kind of depends on whether or not I'm, I'm making a tournament lineup versus a cash lineup. You know, when I'm doing a, a, a cash lineup, I definitely want to try to get uh, – I go straight for the beefcake, you know, especially in terms of pitching. I want one of those top guys. Um, I think what you said earlier in terms of uh, difficulty nailing those top starting pitchers really comes into play uh, in GPPs because, you know, for tournaments, a lot of people are still going to try to go for those top-name guys. And when those guys or if those guys don't – perform as expected, then you really gain an advantage by having a player that is can still give you a, a great performance but um, is still going to be lesser owned. You know, um, you have to really get comfortable uh, taking people that you're not comfortable taking, you know, and I think that's what helped me uh, get the spot for the, the fantasy aces. There, uh, Rat, Rat Daddy, you still with us? Yep, still there. Are you? Oh, there yeah, we go. Here. We lost you. Yep. Yeah, you know what's oh. interesting when you when you take talking about taking a uh, a lesser known player. Does it ever change? Like in uh, baseball, when you look at it, Colorado. Say I got to get some Colorado guys in, and with the games in Colorado, they got high priced players there. Do you lower your pitching standards when there's a night a game in Colorado, or is it still your first instinct to go and lock up the top pitcher? Uh, depends on the pitch. It depends on the pitcher. Usually, if those top pitchers are in Colorado for me, uh, they're hands off. I don't think I can remember the last time I took a pitcher in Colorado and actually profited from it. So. Even if it's someone like Clayton Kershaw, it's it's a do not touch situation for me. Um, it's just sometimes no matter how good you are, you just are in a situation where the deck is stacked against you, and and it's just not in your best interest to do that. So I never do that in terms of starting pitchers, um, since it's such a great hitting environment, especially for my cash games. It's usually the first place I go to. Uh, but on the flip side, for a tournament, you know, since everybody and his brother is going to be trying to get hitters from that game in my tournament, so those are guys that I stay away from on the on the, the off chance that that turns out not to be a great night, and then you can profit from that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting with that game, and you see a guy like uh, a Jerome Williams p- pitching in Colorado, and you're talking about everybody loading up on him. Are you the type that will load up, or were you the type that will uh, go contrarian and try to stay away from that game? I try to stay contrarian, especially in a tournament, because um, the thing is, if, if for some reason, you know, all the hitters go off, it's you and 98% of the other people out there that have that guy. So it really doesn't benefit you as much by having those guys on your team. However, on the flip side, if they don't go off, then you find yourself in a, uh, standing uh, in a pretty small crowd 
with a better opportunity to to pull away and and come away with the win. So I try to be contrarian during those those times. You, you go contrarian in that method. Now, what kind of research is involved uh, throughout the day when you prepare for your fantasy baseball lineups? Uh, you talked about the sabermetric stuff and and how baseball is a lot more involved than the other sports. I, I got to be honest. I take more time putting together a baseball lineup than I do any of the other sports. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's pretty complicated. It's pretty hard, and I'm not a guy that comes from any sort of baseball background. You know, I'm the kind of guy who, whenever math came up in school, I was just trying to get by and, and do whatever I can to get to the next subject. You know, so I'm not exactly a numbers guy, but there are a lot of guys out there that are numbers guys and that they're really smart. They know what they're doing. And uh, I'm more than happy to share their baseball knowledge, baseball experiences out there. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with listening to guys that are smarter than you. And I do that all the time. So, um, you know, I take their advice and try to implement that into a form where I can use it on a daily basis in terms of getting my research. It is very difficult. You know, I think one luxury, so to speak, that you have in baseball you don't have to worry about in basketball is like the late scratches, and a lot of it is, you know, you can spend that time getting your your roster together because you know that once those guys are in there, that that they're in there for good. But I agree, it is not easy, man. It's 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 a tough road to hoe, as they say. Now, one of the things you talked about was learning from others. What would your recommendation be for a person that's listening to this podcast that has not quite decided that they're going to play yet? Uh, how would they go about it, and what kind of information would you give them to get started? Well, you know, I think, um, you know, like I said before, one great thing about MLB is that the season is incredibly long. So I think, you know, taking advantage of that, try not to just jump in with both feet and expecting to be successful right off the bat because that just doesn't happen. Um, Another thing to remember is that, you know, baseball has been around for a long time and it's going to be here next season as well as the season after that. So pacing yourself, realizing that, you know, you're going to learn a lot of things over the course of more than one year and just kind of setting some goals. Um, And when you start, you know, there are a lot of sites out there that are great in terms of new players. You know, I I do a lot of work with Roto Grinders um, and also my buddy Michael Rathburn, who has a site, Roto Curve, which is is awesome for. It's supposed to be geared for the newer player, but it's great for every player. So, you know, a lot of sites out there that are more than happy to help guide you. But, uh, you know, pace yourself, learn from people that know what they're doing, and uh, don't be afraid to lose. That's one big thing. Yeah, that, that's definitely a big thing. You've got to be uh, afraid to, uh, whatever you go in there, go in there with something you can afford to lose and make a plan so you can go out there and budget that, not lose that in one day and get discouraged by the game because it's going to take a while for you to catch on and be successful at this, just like any other endeavor. I think that a lot of times, I think people see them you know, winning their ESPN leagues, winning their Yahoo leagues, and think that that translates into coming over here and winning what was the biggest wake-up call that, you know, when you were successful in your regular leagues and then you said, oh, Daily Fantasy, I'm good in my regular leagues, I should be good at this. What was the biggest wake-up call? I think one of the biggest wake-up calls was, uh, I think, level of competition to some degree. You know, I had I had a lot of success during my season-long leagues. You know, and it's it's a little easier when you're, you know, 
when you're playing against Jim from accounting, you know, who doesn't get to the waiver wire as fast as you do, you know, uh, or, you know, playing against your aunt who doesn't know who LeBron James is or who Tim, Tim Lincecum is, you know. And when you play against guys that are just as passionate as you are, you have to really up your game. You know, and I think um, at the same time, you, you kind of have to, you know, put ego aside, be prepared to start uh, at square one if necessary, and, uh, and you know, put yourself back at a level where you're learning all over again. And that's what I ended up doing, and, and it worked out well. It's the Daily Roto Podcast with Rad Thad Houston of rotogrinders.com. When we come back, we'll break down what does Rad Thad do over rotogrinders.com and how we can help you. Stay tuned for more of Daily Roto. Welcome back to Daily Roto with Rad Thad Houston of RotoGrinders.com. You know, this this <laughs> this hobby that it once was of daily fantasy sports and yearly fantasy sports, fantasy sports has turned into quite a large industry where we have not only daily fantasy, we have sites that give out information. Uh, we've got entertainment venues. And, of course, you belong to a show over at RotoGrinders.com. Can you tell us a little about your show and what you do? Yeah, yeah. A couple of days a week, uh, I'm on uh, on one of the Grinders Live shows that we have there, and usually it's me and my buddy Crazy Gaby. Uh, we end up, for the most part, doing the happy hour, which is kind of a low low key show about daily fantasy baseball or or, or whatever fantasy sport is at that time, where we uh, you know talk about the day's games and just kind of talk about a lot of nonsense as well, a lot of narrative related. Uh, issues in daily fantasy, um, while at the same time doing our best to try to give some some content out there as well to try to help people during their during their daily fantasy uh, adventures. Uh, it is a ton of fun. I mean, you know, Roto Grinders is a site where I can directly attribute you know my success in daily fantasy to you know, and uh, especially when I first started, and to be able to provide some content on 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 that site. Uh, is pretty cool. I have to admit, I have a, I have a lot of fun over there. It was really interesting. Your co-host, Crazy Gaby, I saw a tweet from him this week, uh, which pertains some information uh, on a new show that CBS Sports was running and FanDuel with their luscious new studio and kind of poking fun at the uh, – uh, the uh, community with our uh, forums and our our uh, chat rooms and our webcams and not be able to compete with CBS. It's interesting because for the most part, the daily fantasy industry has really gotten along. And I think that's one of the great things uh, that's going on in this industry. Like we have you guys on from com on. Drew and Mike have done a great thing to uh, foster the community. Al Zeidenfeld's done a really good thing with the Daily Fantasy Boot Camp. Now we're going to get some of these players in like CBS and ESPN. Are we going to lose our camaraderie here? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think uh, if anything... You know, uh, we are gonna uh, we're gonna convert the the people from the dark side over to to the for, to, to the force. You know, I think uh, the camaraderie is what makes daily fantasy so much more enjoyable. And you know, I certainly get it. You know, it's it's hard to believe that people uh, that are doing something that is supposed to be so competitive 
how can these people get along and be so friendly and cordial toward each other? Um, and it, it so I, I certainly get it, but once you kind of get in there and realize that, you know, it, it, there's certainly more than enough for everyone, then, uh, you know, cooler, uh, calmer heads prevail. So I, I think, uh, I think it'll just, it'll be just fine. It'll be just fine. And that was the biggest thing that I think I learned, uh, from going to these live events is how, Great, everybody gets along, and unless you see it, it's absolutely insane to even think about uh, that a lot of the players, you know, absolutely have the best uh, wishes there. Now, I, I went out there, I, I met uh, Thad, and I met Stevie Stevie PFL, who's uh, come and done some shows with me and done some things on SiriusXM. Uh, it, it's great to go to these live events and meet the people that you, you know, basically are a screen name and, and put a face to those screen names. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's really cool. You know, I get to to spend some time with these guys that you would swear I, that we've known each other for life, and you know you are genuinely rooting for these guys as well. You know, because it, it's it, for the most part it's a situation where everyone's already won. You know, just by being there, you're a winner. And I know it's very cliche, but it, it's really true. And you know, you want if, if you aren't going to win it, then you really want one of these guys to go ahead and take it down. And, uh, you know, everyone is just rooting each other on. It's like a, it's like a, a fellowship, you know, where everyone is, is just kind of rooting for the other. So, and, and like I said, I get it. Unless you're in it, you don't really get it. But uh, it is, it's the coolest thing, man. It is, it is really awesome. So, Dad, before we let you go, I want to see if you want to put a scoring change into Daily Fantasy Baseball. Uh, Matt Hobby was completely awesome tonight, but he came out in the eighth, and the Cubs scored a run uh, against the relievers, so you lost the win there. Uh, do you think that we need to go quality start in Daily Fantasy? Uh, I'm going to pass on the quality starts. <laughs> I think last year the quality starts, uh, you know, I think there were a bunch of guys out there who ended up with quality starts that were Yeah, not... Aaron Harang was like third yeah. highest in the league. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that, uh, on the quality <laughs> starts. So <laughs> I think if that if that means that Matt Harvey loses out on a win or two throughout the course of the season, you know, the guy still had over 30 fantasy points tonight. So I'll take that. I'll take it. All right. When is the next time you're on so our listeners can go out there and check you in action? Uh, you know, I think the next time I'm on is probably going to be on Monday, maybe at 4.30 uh, on rotogrinders.com. Me and my main man, Crazy Gaby, come check us out. They have a ton of great content there every day, usually from 3.30 to 6.30. So, you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of info to be had, a lot of fun to be had. So check us out. Oh, I mentioned this on a podcast, and, and you can – Maybe you can chime in on this. This is 100% true. I ain't making this up. Um, there's a radio station I listen to, FM, right out here in Jacksonville, on the way to drop my kids off in the morning. And they do, like, crazy facts every day. And one of the facts they did was, like, from Brigham's and Women's Hospital, did a, a test on on guys that have long beards. And they yeah. found out in 52% of the guys with long beards, they had fecal matter containing in their beards. Now, is Crazy Gaby aware of this? And did he participate? You know what? I, I don't know. And let me tell you something. I usually, you know, I, I work at night, and so I usually listen to your podcast when I'm driving home uh, in yes. the morning. And when I, I heard that, I I damn near ran off the road. That was, 
the most incredible thing I've, I've ever heard. So I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it yet, but you can best believe that it, the, the, the subject will be broached. Yeah, and I'm sure his wife wants to bring it up, too, to make sure that that's all taken care of. So we got to do what we can to make sure the crazy Gavy house is okay. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, great stuff. Thank you for joining us. And continue success. And you know what's better than going to California twice? Coming home with two big checks. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. So hopefully I get to see you out there, Tony. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, there you guys got it, the Daily Roto Podcast with the man, Rad Thad, from com. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be joined by Mike Florio. Stay tuned for more Daily Roto. As you can listen to this podcast, listen to it like twice, three times. You might have missed something. Stay tuned for more Daily Roto. We're out of here. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.